You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Welcome to the show, gearheads. We just watched a crazy, incredible Formula One Bahrain Grand Prix and start the show off with best wishes for Roman Grosjean because it appears that he's okay, but you never know. I have no idea how many G's he pulled. But this is John Massengale sitting in the studio in Austin. And I'm joined by my cohorts, Jonathan Green, Les Kaiser, and former team manager in the Formula One, Dave O'Neill. Uh, Dave, I want to start with you. You, uh, you know Roman, and this is uh, that was the scariest thing I think I've ever seen in Formula One. Yeah, it's um, I think nothing short of a miracle, really. Um, when you when you watch it and see see exactly what happened. Um, the gods were with uh, with him today. Um, he managed to get himself out of the car. How? I don't know. Um, but we also need to um, have a special thanks to the um, the medical crew there that were there. Um, you know, another another lap, um, and I don't think he would have been so lucky. So, um, yep. Nice to see him get out of the car. I mean, that's, that, that's that, the best best of it. Yeah, nice to see him get out of the car. And I, you know, and I'm still a little worried because. I, I don't know, you know, when you have a, a collision like that, you never know what what injuries they might find because the G-forces and all that. But the heat, he was – I don't know if I ever saw an official number, but it looked like at least 10 seconds, if not more than that, inside a fireball. Uh, Paul DeRasta said it was 18 seconds. Yeah. Wow. 18 that was seconds. just an amazing sight, as well as the response. I mean, everything about it, uh, and to the uh, to F one's TV and camera crew, fantastic coverage of everything. I can. It was so good that I started thinking about using this for the research into this uh, into the incident, looking how things acted after the impact and everything. It was such great detail for them to to review. Yeah, yeah there was a lot of really good things that came out of that. Uh, and like you say, the reaction times, um, more importantly, the halo. Uh, yes. Uh, you know, were it not, if we take a step back, were it not for the halo, he would have at least been knocked out unconscious, if not decapitated. And I don't mean to be dramatic when I say that. Um, but there's no way you can go through a metal fence like that um, and not be injured. And uh, the halo saved his life. And the response of Alan Vandermeer, a uh, former South African, well, a former driver himself uh, was exemplary. I mean, risking. I mean, the the other thing is, if he'd been knocked unconscious, um, yeah. ha, you know, he wouldn't have been able to get out on his own 
And I mean, Dave, you know, it's it's water bottle, it's radio, it's uh, the safety harness, the hands device, and and the the, the thing above your head, the steering wheel. Uh, there's a lot to do, uh, and you're in a fireball. Yeah, uh, I think the um, you know all, all those things that you you mentioned, which you have to decouple before you even think about getting out of the car, pulling the steering wheel off after having a shock like that as well, getting your thoughts together. And, and the, he did it, you know, he did, he undid everything. He pulled the wheel off and he got himself together and he got out of the car. True testament to all the training they've done. Um, and not only that, the, the safety of the car. Um, I, know you, I know you shouldn't speculate, but I think I'm gonna. Um, I think Karun Chandok called it right when he pointed out the piece of debris that hit mm-hmm. his front right tire. And I honestly believe that's why he, he weaved as quick as much as he did to the right because he wasn't reacting. It was almost a reaction weave. Um, it wasn't a positional weave. It didn't look to me. And I, like I said, it's speculation, obviously. But um, if he had had a de- deflating right tire, that could have been the reason why he suddenly jerked to the right. When you see it from above, it seemed unnatural. Yeah, I think the other bit to it is that the alpha was off the circuit at the time, going sideways, and um, it, it could have been a, a natural reaction for him to think, sure. well, the car's going to spit to the right. Uh, the alpha's going to spit to the right, which which would mean go into him. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll have to see what he says, but there's definitely, um, there was a reason for him moving to the right. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, it could have been... A, a tire or and he definitely reaction. wouldn't have seen he wouldn't have seen uh Kvyat, i don't think no yeah no. dave i want to ask you so they obviously roman to, went to the the local hospital have you ever been a, have you ever had a driver go to the hospital uh when you were with Haas? luckily not with Haas. no um they they normally have um all the all the training and um procedures that go through um before the start of each event um, you go and you do a recce to the hospital. There's actually two hospitals they nominate um, before each event, which are sent out in the doctor's notes um, prior to the event commencing. So you, you're all aware of all the people that need to be aware are aware of um, um, the hospitals situated. Um, in this case, Roman got taken to um, to the hospital, which was um, a, f- a little flight away in the, in the helicopter, um, which was a military hospital, I believe, in this circumstance. Um, so yeah, they, yeah. Well, I, I saw when when they sh- first showed the first shots of Roman, he was he was actually getting out back out of the safety car, and he just looked. You could tell he looked stunned, and they were actually on two two uh, people right on either side of him, kind of helping him walk away from that. And then I saw the later shots of him stepping on the railing and jumping over and landing. I I, I was just amazed that he could function that way and he was kind of shaking his hands like they were probably on fire just probably sizzling in there it's just it was it was just a stunning scene to watch and i don't you know i i you know maybe I, you think of scenes like that from many years ago but well dave what about the the fuel cell and how where it's located in the car and how the how the the guardrails and everything ripped all that open how, how do you think how i know it's just speculation at this point but what do you think happened well, there's lots of, um, you know, there's lots of build up to why the fuel um, could potentially escape. Um, the actual survival cell is where the fuel cell is. So if you can imagine sitting in your chair at the office or whatever, the, the cell is right behind you. 
It's a Kevlar bag, which is surrounded by a carbon, part of the carbon um, monocoque. Um, and you have two openings in it. Um, you have one, uh, one either side, one's the, the venting and um, one, one is the fill, the fill side to it. And then you have a thing called a rollover valve as well, um, which is a one-way valve. So if you turn upside down like Stroll did, um, the, the, the valve's little ball bearing will um, overcome the spring and shut the, um, shut the fuel off from rolling over, which is part of the breeder system. Um, but in this case, um, you've got to remember they just started the race and the temperatures out there are huge. Um, so you have expansion um, and as the cars are sitting there warming up on the grid, um, it's probably the worst, worst time to have a, have a crash um, with all the pressure build up. Where the fuel came from, um, the engine moved away from the back of the chassis. Um, so what would happen is there's a dry brake um, which, which connects into the fuel cell. Um, and um, when you push the engine up to it, it connects in. Um, and what I assume happened is that the, the because the engine um, snapped off the back of the chassis, um, the dry brake broke um, and then the fuel came out of it. And then after that, it's, you, everyone else saw what happened. The, um, you know, the, the fuel ignited um, and the rest was history, so to speak. Yeah. The other thing we, we don't know what could have happened is the battery in the car. I did see the mechanics go to the car after, um, you know, when they were putting the barriers together um, and they had a plastic bag. Um, the other thing, just looking at that picture you've put up, he had to get out with the headrest as well. That was another thing he had to remove. Um, but yeah, the battery was, um, was still in the car um, and they had a wiring loom in a zip like bag type thing so they had to turn the um turn the systems off um you know the, the battery could have been still live as well so um there was an, there was a lot to do and a lot of factors why roman should um you know should be so lucky to get out if that battery was live on the guardrail as well oh yeah, yeah that's good right point. Yeah. And, but am i right in saying dave that uh, for people who don't know that the car is designed to break in half like that i.e the engine to separate from the front monocoque uh almost as a safety thing to, to so that, that you don't get the impact from behind as well yes that's correct so the the engine is mounted to the chassis on studs um between four and you know four and six studs um bolt the engine to the chassis um a lot of the impact tests are done obviously on the front the rear so you have a rear crash structure um but in this case um just the angle of the way the, the the car hit the barrier and came to a sudden stop like that um did like you said jonathan took the engine off um and the back end um from the middle of the car um survival cell did its job and again you know praise to the halo um for for parting the barrier really um that was the reason the barrier moved and how the how the halos are constructed um you can you know you could drop that chassis from a mile high and something else would probably break rather than the than the um halo wow that's just amazing well we have a caller on the line if you want to call and join the conversation 512-643-5483 but we now have rick from detroit hey rick how are you hey i'm good how are you and uh I'm a good friend of Dave O'Neill. So, hey, Dave, how are you? Everyone's um, a good friend of Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, that crash was unbelievable. I mean, I when I saw the Ryan Newman crash uh, at Daytona, I thought that was the worst crash I'd seen in yeah. years. And 
um, what we saw today was unbelievable. And the, the fact that he was able to climb out of that car is just an absolute miracle. And um, what I wanted to say, though, is that, you know, it's unfortunate that that is the only thing that's made uh, F1 exciting this year. You know, um, the disparity between these teams and the racing has just been uh, almost unwatchable, unless you're watching the middle of the pack uh, with these teams. Um, F1 has just become ridiculous. Uh, it's it's there's just the competition is is only in the middle of the pack. There's nothing happening at the front unless you're looking at uh, Verstappen, who somehow you know finds a way to you know to get into the mix with Red Bull. But you know things have to be done to change this sport to make it more interesting than than just watching making having a crash be the only thing that's exciting that's happening in F1 and um you know I mean these guys are warriors and they they do a great job but there has to be something done with these teams to even the playing field and I cannot wait for the rule changes to happen and I hope that the rule changes are significant uh to make this a more even playing field uh, in F1 because it, it's just becoming ridiculous, you know, and, and not to take anything away from Lewis Hamilton, who's absolutely an amazing, amazing athlete and amazing race car driver. But there's guys out in that, out there in that field that uh, I think are equal race car drivers and something has to be done with um, the technology and the money um, the money spent between these teams so we can evil, uh, even this thing. Um, I, I hate it when these races finish, you know, uh, under a safety car. I think they could take a lot of notes from NASCAR where they do like mm -hmm. the, um, the green, green light, uh, you know, the green white yeah. finish. And uh, there's just a lot of things that need to be done to F1 to make it more interesting than this, you know, you know, having, you know, you know, getting excited about a crash or, or whatever, because it's just unfortunate because it's such a historic, you know, racing series and something has to be done to improve, you know, the series for us fans. And, um, you know, and that's just what I wanted to add to the conversation. Well, Rick, Rick, can I follow up on that and say, I mean, you, you mentioned the 22 uh, rule changes. A, do you think that will put us in a better direction? That's their solution. That's what Ross Braun has come up with. And like you say, you're an American race fan. Is there a, a, anything else that you would suggest um, that could could? Because I agree with you. Um, it, it's becoming some somewhat stale, unless unless you're a tech, techno man, uh, because the technology is always interesting. But what what in essence would you like to see? Well, I would think I would take a lot of notes from NASCAR, to be honest with you. And I've, I've worked in NASCAR, and uh, and and Dave knows I've, I've worked in racing and. Um, I think they need to, uh, like when there's a caution, I think they need to do reformation laps. And I know that could cause damage to other cars, but I think it would make it a lot more exciting for the fan. Um, if you look at NASCAR, you cannot predict the winner um, because of pit strategy and, 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 and things like that. Um, I think you need to do something because if a team doesn't have enough money, say, tech, you know, on the technical side, if you do a reformation lap or we do something with the pit stops, these pit stops are becoming too fast. They, there's nothing, there's no advantage to coming into the pits 
in in having a two second pit stop. I think there has to be regulations put on the on the pit strategy. You know, if you look at IndyCar, you know, the pit strategy is a huge thing because um, these teams, you know, I don't, I really don't know how to explain it except for the fact that when you just jack up a car and throw on four wheels and they go and it's under two seconds, there's there's no advantage to coming in or, or, or leaving because everybody's at the same uh, pit stop speed. In NASCAR, you know, you have these guys and, and you have a guy that's putting on two tires on one side, two tires on the other side, and, you know, and it's like a, a seven-second uh, pit stop is, you know, a huge thing. I think there, I think the overall, you know, everything's becoming too fast and too technical. I think we have to step it back a bit to where things are a little bit more analog uh, like they used to be to bring things even. And, and I think if when there's a caution, you bring everybody back together and you reform, yeah, it may mean more crashes and more damage to cars. But, I mean, these teams have millions and millions of dollars. So uh, I'm not so concerned about somebody damaging a race car, but for a fan to see these guys going into a turn and banging wheels, that's what racing is about. It's not about a 22-second lead that wins the race. And I mean, that is to me, that is just absolutely ridiculous. And as a fan, it's not interesting at all. And that's not to take anything away from Lewis Hamilton or Bodas or any of these guys that are great racers. They just, it needs to be tightened up, you know, as in, I just think they could take a lot from NASCAR and from IndyCar. IndyCar has been amazing this year to watch. And and to see these rookies in IndyCar that are just doing amazing things and in and, and competition each week is, is just been so much fun to watch. And F1, to me, as a huge F1 fan and an F1 historian, we've lost so much in this sport, and it's just an absolute shame. Well, Rick, we really appreciate it, you calling in, and you make some good points. I think there's been some good racing this year. I've been excited about the racing this year. Uh, behind Mercedes, uh, but uh, but it's been good. But Rick, thanks a lot for calling. We got to go to a break. We sure appreciate it, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you soon. All right, my friend. Talk to you soon. All right, we'll thanks, be thanks. you. We'll be back after a quick break and continue our breakdown of the Bahrain Grand Prix. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. At Circle Brewing, the belief is less is more when it comes to brewing a better beer. You won't find any chemicals or additives, only water, malt, hops, and yeast, and absolutely nothing else. Just simple ingredients and outstanding taste. It's German purity with Texas ingenuity. Find the brews on tap all over town in your favorite store or drop by the tap room at 2340 West Breaker Lane. Open Thursday and Friday nights and weekends. Log on to circlebrewing.com. Circle Brewing Company. Born, bred, and brewed in Texas. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Hi, this is Gene Haas, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Thank you, Mr. Haas, for bringing us back. Your team is doing all right after today. I want to run down the results, the entire results here real quick so we can talk about this. Lewis Hamilton wins the race. Max Verstappen in second. Albon third. Lando Norris. Carlos Sainz. Pierre Gassi. Daniel Ricciardo. Valtteri Bottas. Esteban Ocon. Charles Leclerc reps out the top ten. And then Daniel Kvyat, George Russell, Sebastian Vettel, Latifi, Raikkonen, Giovinazzi, Magnussen, Perez. And then, of course, Stroll and Grosjean didn't finish the race. What a shame for Sergio Perez with, what, three laps to go, more fire uh, from his car today. That was a, a bit rough way for him to finish the race last. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I really thought it was going to be a good finish for him. Then that went up. My heart just sank. The uh, he, he, It felt like he was driving on for quite a while after the smoke and fire was <laughs> showing. Yeah, hoping it would go away. Hey. <laughs> yeah, just just drive it out. <laughs> yeah, that was a huge plume of smoke. Uh, but, but a good drive, all the same. A very good drive. He can't do anything about the mechanics of the thing. So uh, a very good drive. Yeah. You know uh, the uh, you know I gotta say I felt like driver of the day though. Uh, yes, I'm certainly glad Roman Grosjean, he's friend of the show and all that, is fine. But honestly, I can't say that was a driver of a day. That was survivor of the day. Yeah. But driving, I would go to Checo for that. Driver of the day. Yeah, can't argue with that. He had yeah. a great drive. Uh, going down the grid, also, Verstappen, uh, Verstappen in second. But Albon, is that a career-saving podium finish for Alexander Albon? I say career-saving. That was what I was about saving. to say, is that that, that to me is uh, a really, really important result um, for Alex Albon. I said at the beginning of the weekend that, you know, that crash did not help him out, the big one he had in practice. And there's no question, Red Bull are pretty cutthroat with their drivers. Things aren't going, you know, they, they need to be further up the, the, the constructors' title with the car they've got. Uh, a second and third was as good as they could get today, um, I think. Uh, and I think he did his part. So, uh, yeah, I think if, uh, if, if there was any doubt 
uh, and given the circumstances where any any lesser driver might have not driven as well, given the distractions and so on, he put in an excellent performance. Yeah, and I, you know, that's what he's got to do. I think he needs to have equally impressive performances to uh, to keep his keep his seat there for the next couple of races. And moving down the grid, Lando Norris in fourth, and uh, followed by his teammate Carlos Sainz and McLaren cars racking up the points. I'm going to check the driver standing, the con- drivers and constructor standings yeah, here shortly. To third, yeah, that so that's one, seven one to one five four. Nice, that's okay. good. Big big day, especially when they started further down the grid. We thought it was going to be uh, a Renault day, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no For doubt. sure. Uh thought Ricardo was going to make up some ground and get back up towards the front and uh, just didn't quite get as far as I had banked on based on our predictions. Uh, great to see him get back up to seventh, but uh, I wanted to see that podium spot for him. I think, you know, I still feel like even though Renault is doing so well right now, I just feel like better equipment would have him up there in the front. Yeah, and um, let's see, moving down the grid a little bit here, we had um, so Gasly in uh, in the AlphaTauri in sixth place. Another good drive. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Gasly's been impressive this whole year. You know, Rick, our caller earlier, was talking about how you know we didn't have such. He's just really fed up with with uh, Formula One right now. And you have to admit that it's just when you know who's going to win the beginning of every race, it's really hard to argue with what he said. But we've had some good driving this year. You know, Gasly, what, where did he win this year? Was it, uh, oh, I'd have to go back. So was it? Yeah, I think it was, yeah, here, I got, I've got the race results. But um, I was thinking it was Italy. Let's see. Yeah, it was. It was September 6th, Italy, and Pierre Gasly won the race. And we've had some other good racing this year behind Mercedes cars. So I would argue that. I mean, wouldn't you guys agree? We've had some, all things considered, especially. Yeah, he's definitely outdriven um, Kvyat, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. And he definitely needs to be looked at if they're chasing. Well, he's a, he's a sure bet if Verstappen does move um, to put him up there in uh, in the father team. Can you see Kvyat being dropped uh, for another younger driver like Sonoda? I think so. He's he's done nothing special this year. He's um, he is a handful to to deal with as well. Give you that. Um, okay. But yeah, you you got to earn your place, haven't you? So, yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Just going back to Rick's point, um, I have to say I do agree with him. Um, and and being involved in Trans Am and Indy, uh, and to a certain extent NASCAR as well, he's right that the there is a a balancing act, especially in any modern sport, between results and entertainment and whether we like it or not um formula one is in the entertainment game and it's not it's not delivering um because it is too predictable i think what indy have done well is have a tire an option tire that may be not as good but can last a a, a decent amount i i think we've we've got lost on on, on 12 laps for a tyre. I don't think it does Pirelli any good as an advert because people are confused that they can't make a tyre long enough. Well, me and Dave were talking earlier. Of course, Pirelli can make a tyre long enough. Um, they do it on your road car. Uh, I just don't think it's a great advert to see a tyre falling apart after, after 12 laps or at least being needed to change to a different tyre. I, I think um, we've lost... I don't know what the team management 
tactic team managers think, but I think we've lost that strategy where there isn't really a lot to do except tyre change. And like you say, what he said about the pit stops is true too. We've got to a point where there's no strategy involved. I mean, either you're two seconds with Red Bull or you're slower. And, and I, I, it's losing some of the, the entertainment factor, I think. So, yeah, all of these things, I think, need to be looked at. Um, but if, if we are going to try to make this more entertaining over the next 10 years, I, th- I, I think these, these are serious issues. I yeah. think the uh, the tire, why do we need 48 dozen varieties of tire? How about let's just settle on three dry tires, yeah. throw in an intermediate, throw in a wet, and that's what you get this season, period. Mm-hmm. And uh, and let them pick from all three compounds. Yeah, there's got to be a balance. We want our, te- like you said to the caller, Les, we want our technology. It's Formula One. It's got to be the pinnacle of technology. It's got to be the fastest around a racetrack. But we've got to have something to break up the the, the monotony right now because it's just really, I mean, what if Mercedes continues? You know, next year looks like probably a lock, you would think. Um, but what if it continues? It would just be, at some point, it's just going to be, this is no fun at all to watch, but, uh. Yeah, I think we all said the same thing with the Schumacher days as well. Um, once you lock into something and you find the advantage, um, the, the sport is clinical. Um, every time you go and you turn up to, to a track, you do the best you can. You do 110%, and that's what all these teams do. Um, but there's still a huge disparity in, in the budget. Um, and, you know, if you want to watch GP2, that's, that's what GP2 is, the same sort of same cars, same tyres. The only thing's different is the driver. Um, and they haven't, you know, they have, they have bigger budgets. Maybe they can spend more time in simulators and testing and getting fitter, et cetera. But Formula One has that. And, you know, people don't get it right. We've seen what Ferrari are doing currently. They're not getting it right. Um, yeah, but you you have to take your hat off to um, Mercedes that to, to string that amount of um, constructors together um, with with the competition um, yeah. that you have there is is huge. And I know it's boring, but it's not it's not when you're working in it. Yeah, because you're... that's all you want to do is to is to do the best. And the same, you know, what Rick alluded to halfway down the grid. Yeah, every time I turned up with. Uh, with the Haas team, we, you know, our, our objective was to score points. And if we scored points, that was like winning a race. If you came in the top five, that was winning a race for us because that's who who we, we beat everyone else in the middle of the field. So you take that. And Haas, right now, you'd take that. But hey, guys, we got to take a break. And when we come back, we got a caller on the line. We got Andy P. We'll go to you, Andy. But we're going to take a break. We'll be back All after right. these messages. traditional Tex-Mex, look no further than an Austin favorite, one in a million. Serving original family recipes since 1980 and located just minutes from downtown at 2300 East Cesar Chavez, one in a million has your Tex-Mex fix every day of the week from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Breakfast is served all day. Homemade migas, enchiladas, and menudo. And try the Don Juan taco. Some say it's big enough to feed a family of four. One in a million. Online at oneinamillion.com. 
At Circle Brewing, the belief is less is more when it comes to brewing a better beer. You won't find any chemicals or additives, only water, malt, hops, and yeast, and absolutely nothing else. Just simple ingredients and outstanding taste. It's German purity with Texas ingenuity. Find the brews on tap all over town, in your favorite store, or drop by the tap room at 2340 West Breaker Lane. Open Thursday and Friday nights and weekends. Log on to circlebrewing.com. Circle Brewing Company, born, bred, and brewed in Texas. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Talk 1370, the right choice. Hi guys, Romain Grosjean from Passe Team, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Romain Grosjean bringing us back, and hopefully he's doing well. With that kind of crazy crash, I hope he's... Uh, not going to suffer any consequences that uh, they didn't find early on. So let's best wishes for him. But we have a caller on the line. We got Andy P. Andy P. It's been a while. How are you, sir? Well, good morning, guys. Uh, how's it going in Texas? It's going good. It's, right. it's no longer morning now. <laughs> it's been <laughs> so long. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing all right. Um, I wanted to call in because I, I obviously heard some of the discussion uh, earlier with, with your previous caller. And you know, well, number one, first and foremost, I'm just super glad that, that Roman Grosjean walked away from that. That I've, I've seen a lot of crashes in my time, but uh, that one was probably the scariest live crash I think I've ever seen. Yeah, that fireball was just, I mean, you thought there's no way that someone could be inside that and be alive. Yeah. Um, but, but to get to, to why I actually called, I mean, I'm not ready to give up on F1 as a sport by a long shot. Good. Um, <laughs> I, I, think, I think this season has been actually one of the better. You know, if you get Thank away you. from just, okay, one of Mercedes kind of at the front, you've had, I think, more drivers on the podium this year um, since I think I saw a stat that it was like 2012 was the last time we had as many drivers on the podium this year as we have. And then basically, thank you, Andy. Years. I've been saying that for about three or four weeks now. I've been saying this season has been really great. And all my cohorts just kind of go, yeah, yeah. So thank you. You, you can call anytime now. <laughs> <laughs> and well, he's only and calling only up because McLaren but... have gone to third in the championship. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, that's true too. I mean, that was, that was actually kind of a byproduct of, I, I feel really bad for Sergio Perez because I mean, that's yeah. a guy who's not putting any feet wrong. 
um, and deserves a drive next year. I don't know what more he has to actually do other than drag his car to, to a win. Um, it, it's just baffling to me why that guy's going to be out of a drive in F1. It's just, you know, there are, I, I will agree with Rick when I, when I, when I will say there are certain things about F1 that, that needs fixing. And like the Perez situation is one of those things. Um, but if you can get, and, and, I, and that's why I'm interested to see what these new rules are going to do. If you can get, you know, Mercedes not to be dominant to at least there's another opponent to them. Um, you're going to see some amazing shows. The, the ingredients are all here. It's just got to kind of cook in the oven a little bit, I think. Yeah, what? yeah, no doubt. I, I just, uh, but I'm, I'm glad that you see what I see because I felt like I've, I've enjoyed the season a lot. I mean, I, I know that we had the pandemic and we weren't even sure we were get a season, and it's only 17 races, but still, overall, I think it's fantastic. So, uh, what else about today's race, Andy? What else, um, you know? We, you said Perez. That's a shame. But what about some of the other drives, Gasly and others? I mean, Gasly ringing his Alphatari out for for a P6 and making those tires last is you know that's another story to, to get excited about. Um, and and my, my other guy, Carlos Sainz and Lando Norris, P4, P5. Yeah. Um, talk about a rally after a really disastrous Saturday. I mean, once I saw yeah. Sainz's brakes lock up, I I thought you know to be 17 points up and for P3. It's not somewhere I, I figured that that team was going to be today. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I knew you'd be happy. Um, well, what about uh, you? You think that uh, you know Leclerc and you know they had they had a big expectations coming in this weekend about being able to to move up in uh, constructors and everything. I just you know have you th- got any thoughts on Ferrari? Well, I think this was more of a track that, that didn't necessarily suit them where, you know, in the last race in the Turkish Grand Prix, I thought it really did. You know, those conditions, the fact that Ferrari could more get more heat into their tires, here it hurt them because they were probably overcooking their tires and they just couldn't get necessarily on, on the pace along with uh, some of their competitors today. Yeah. Well, Andy P., we sure appreciate you calling in, buddy, and uh, calling any time. Well, yeah, happy uh, holidays to you and yours, and uh, stay safe down in Texas. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Addy. Yeah, uh, he's got to be happy about his McLaren team, and I think I'm just looking at Constructors' champions uh, standings now. So Mercedes in red, Mercedes 533, Red Bull at 274, McLaren at 171. That, yep, that could have cracked it for McLaren, actually. That could have cracked it because it's going to be really hard for Racing Point. Uh, to narrow that gap, Renault likewise. So yeah, down it's one it's uh, one seventy one to one fifty four down to Racing Point, and then one forty four to Renault and one thirty one to Ferrari. Yeah, I, I just you know I think I think it's not going to be. There, I don't think there's any way for Ferrari. Maybe even mathematically now, I guess they'd be. Yeah, you know. for, Ferrari is sort of the Dallas Cowboys of of, of motor racing. <laughs> yeah, that unfortunately hey. that's a really good analogy. How about you, <laughs> yeah, how about him? Yeah, that's been that that quote was about the last time the Cowboys were good. It was like 1995. That, that, was, that was 80s, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> 90s. I think, I think 90s. They had a few Super Bowls in the 90s, so I guess we can take that. But all right, guys, let's go ahead and take our last break and get that out of the way. And when we come back, we'll we're going to continue our discussion about young American drivers with the potential to end up in Formula One, which is what we all want. Listen to Speed City, and we'll be back after these messages.
Winding Road Racing is your first and best choice for all the essentials for a great weekend at the track. We're racers, and we love helping racers. With a full selection of racing gear in stock, get geared up with all the safety equipment needed to meet all the latest Snell FIA and SFI regulations. Outfit your car with a comprehensive lineup of racing necessities, and when you need to find a few more tents, turn to data acquisition systems from AIM Sports, V-Box, and others. Austin-based with shops in California, Georgia, and Kentucky, the source for all your racing needs. Winding Road Racing, windingroadracing.com. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Talk 1370. Hi, this is Max Steppen, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show. We're breaking down the Bahrain Grand Prix. And it was a crazy, crazy race with Roman Grosjean on a giant crash and a fireball that he walked out of, like the Terminator walking out of Terminator 2. Remember that? That's what he looked like. Too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just want to read a tweet. Lando Norris said, so glad to see Roman Grosjean get out after that. What a fighter and not a nice thing to see and hope he recovers well and can join us soon. Hashtag get, get well soon, Romain. And leave it to Lando to hit social media right off the bat and start the ball rolling on that but i want to talk about uh, next season jonathan you and i were talking about this and the number of races at 23 is that right that's what i'm remembering yep. 23 races and you were saying you want to ask dave a question about that yeah dave i i i again this this goes to 2022 as well but um you know we've announced next year's calendar 23 races and we hear that Liberty you actually want more than that. And, and from your point of view, you've, you've been involved in this side of Formula One for a long time, which is effectively managing the logistics and managing the manpower behind a team like Haas um, and others that you've been involved in. What, what is the sustainability? How many physical races can you do, do you think, without your team depleting stroke, falling off uh, their, their performance, whether it be a mechanic, whether it be the cook, uh, or even whether it be yourself as a team manager, what what do you think the limit is, and ha have we ha have we already hit the limit? Yeah, very good question. Um, it, I think we're getting close to the limit for sure. Um, I'll try and expose it a little bit to try and give you a bit, a bit of an understanding. Is that typically the the mechanics and the and the crew are, are reasonably fit. They all have trainers in the in the teams now. Um, Doctors as well. There's, um, you know, team doctors. So anyone that has um, a twinge or not feeling well, they can go and see the doctor straight away um, and try and work it out from there. But it, it is it is a young young guy's sport. Um, you can't have too many young people in it. Um, with the engineer side, you definitely need experience on on that side, and also the mechanics. You tend to you tend to to burn people out. Um, when you when you string more than two races together, um, 
not just physically, but also, you know, some of these people have families. Um, so the, the, the strain um, becomes larger on the families. You get mum at home looking after the two kids um, and they see it. They see, you know, not see their dad on dad or mum on the, on the TV on a, on a Sunday, but, you know, going to school, you've got the COVID crisis to deal with now as well. So kids are cooped in, they can't go out um, as much as you would do on a, on a normal um, um, stint for, for the, the parents being away. But uh, logistically, it's, it's a tough one. Um, just planning, the planning of the logistics. Also, if you, if you had a 20 race season, you, t- you typically have five to, set, five to six sets of equipment, which you float around the world. I think we've touched on that before. Um, when you go up to 25, you, you then more, need more expense spent um, on the equipment. And this is where the bigger teams, again, stretch their legs. Um, they're able to have spare people back at the factory. Um, they fly in fresh blood, if you like, for the weekend. And especially a, a weekend like Bahrain, it looks, looks all nice, clean and tidy. But the heat there is horrendous. Um, and again, you know, the race is in the evening when it cools down. But the, the work is done during the day for, for everyone. So it burns them out. Um, you and again the bigger teams the top four teams will fly in um, fly in new staff um, and and that's where they get a, a rest break and the others go back and see their families part of part of the game I suppose really um, making sure that the guys the guys are, are clean and tidy and and ready for the for the next event also it comes down to parts on the car as well everything's lifed on the car so um, you know, you, you typically um, life a car for two events. Um, so you'd have the wishbones, the, the steering columns, the fuel cells, everything in for two events. When you start stretching it out to three events, um, again, you need to put more resource into finding out whether these components are going to last the distance and the duration. Um, and if they don't, they all need to come off the car, taking the car apart after each event and having them um, crack checked rotating the kit around or flying all the kit back to the UK and then have people work overnight to be able to crack chest, check the equipment, the power units, the gearboxes going back to the OEMs to, to be checked out and sent back to the, the circuit. So costs do rise all the way around. Um, and it kind of touches on everyone as well. You've got all the chefs and the, and the guys and girls that look after um, the teams. They've also got families, probably the worst, um, the worst stints for people that have been away are people like the DHL staff that are they're away for months on end because they're setting up the circuit. So they leapfrog from one circuit to the other. They don't necessarily have um, spare humans to go um, from circuit to circuit. So um, you know, the, their job is probably, stint lengthwise is probably the worst. Um, the teams, I know when I was at Haas, we, we were looking into that, but we couldn't, we couldn't swap all the engineers around. It was mainly the mechanics and the truckies that you could um, rotate. The engineers and the drivers normally like to stay together. Um, and that's part and parcel of the job, I guess. But yeah, very difficult to, to, um, to have the, the consistency when you're putting those, those amount of events together. Um, so yeah, a difficult, difficult time, but they, uh, they, you say you know what you've signed up for, but you don't really until you've done it. It's yeah. Yeah. one of those that's really difficult. Yeah. And Jonathan, you've had a taste of that as well, just in broadcasting. So imagine, you know, well, working. 
Like, it's, it's interesting. In the last two weeks, two of my co-broadcasters who, who I've known literally for most of my career, uh, Keith Hewan, uh, who does MotoGP, and uh, Ben Edwards, who does Formula One for Channel 4, have both retired. And they're similar age to me. And, you know, I was telling my father the other day that there's no way I would go back to a full season of Formula One because, because at my age because it's just it, it really is just too much on you. You're going through time zones. You're staying in hotels. There is no life. Uh, you've really got to be dedicated. I don't know how Murray Walker did it into his 80s, but you've really got to, to love it almost more than, with more than a passion. Uh, and that's why, I mean, that's why I asked the question, Dave, was, you know, we are facing three weeks now in the Middle East, one of the hardest places I've ever had to stay for long, for long periods uh, because it's so foreign to you and, um, you know, your, your own you know, your own way of life is very different. Um, so you end up staying pretty much at the hotel, which is fine. Um, the beautiful hotels, but it, it's really not an easy place to live for, for almost a month. Uh, and I just wonder whether we're getting to the point, if Liberty do plow on with doing more events, we're getting to a, a situation yeah. where, where you, mean, you may need two sets of people to do each half or one third, one third, one third of the season. Yeah, and and again, the the hardest bit. So it's just over a month because you go out on the you know to the long haul races. You tend to fly on the on the Monday or the Sunday. The truckies fly on the Saturday or Sunday. Um, so just 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 touching on a month. Um, but the um, the hardest bit is trying to dovetail um, new staff into um, the event. That's the hardest bit. Um, and of course, you know, you have someone who's really good at a pit stop. They're not all really good at a pit stop doing a gun or putting a wheel on. We talked about pit stops earlier mm. and they kind of knock themselves into a corner when you've got, um, you know, taking a wheel off might, might sound the easiest job in a, in a Formula One pit stop, but it's actually one of the hardest jobs. If you knock the, the biscuit tin on the way off, um, you, you, you mess the whole stop up for everyone. So um, having those practices, having the people being able to be uh, as regimented as that is very difficult. Um, and it's very hard to pick and choose who you'd want to um, who you'd want to to send home. The easiest thing you can do is replace the parts and send the parts back to the factory, which gives you more downtime um, at the at the track. And the other thing, of course, that they don't have they have on the on the weekends on a Friday Saturday um, is the curfew. Whereas that doesn't apply on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So you can have people working all night. Um, just because that's what needs to be done. Um, so it's, it's a difficult logistic to, to manage. Mm. I thought you were going to say the curfew that you had to come in after partying, but you mean the curfew of, of actually how much work you can do. <laughs> There's not a lot of party. It's not, it's not the glamour you might think, John. Uh, not from the stories you no. tell me, Jonathan. But... Well, those were the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I want to move to the story we touched on in the pre-show. And it's the top 10 American drivers that we had built a list that could possibly make it to Formula One. And so let me talk about just briefly the ones we talked about. Jack Crawford uh, from Houston. We talked about Hunter Yanni. We talked about a little bit about Spike Holbecker. But there are some others on the list. And I think I want to go to Logan Sargent. We've got about six minutes, so we can just do a quick discussion on each one. But, in fact, let me just r- rattle these off. So Logan Sargent, Kyle Kirkwood, Dakota Dickerson, Kalen Frederick, and depending on factors, Juan Manuel Correa, if he can come back yeah. next year. And then on our list, we've got Colton Herta, 
And I got a really interesting quote from him I want to talk about, and even Joseph Newgarden, although he's 29 now. That's hard, hard to believe. I was When I looked that up, I was thinking he was younger than that. But, Jonathan, what do you think of that list that I just rattled off? Um, let's hold back Colton Herta and Joseph Newgarden, but of that list of the other young guys, who do you think, in your mind, would be number one on that list? Logan, Logan Sargent springs to mind immediately. Um, he because he 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 um, ticks all the boxes, and what I mean by that is he's he went to Europe early. He became a junior world karting champion, FIA karting champion. Um, he's raced for um, RHGP and Carlin and some good teams. Um, he was third in F4, third at the Macau Grand Prix, third for Prima. He's racing for Prima currently. Um, to, 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 to not be too vulgar, but the truth is his father's very wealthy uh, at, at sort of stroll-like levels. So the money is there and the talent is there. So I think Logan Sargent is the obvious choice right now, and he's currently an FIA F3. Mm, what about you, Les? Would you agree with Logan being the number one on that list besides Colton and Newgarden? Yeah, I think uh, Logan is very definitely up there. He's a guy that uh, has all the FIA experience in that environment. Uh, not only, I mean, he's, he's just been everywhere. That's got to be a good thing. Uh, one of those easy things to check. If you're looking to hire somebody and they've got that experience in addition to the talent on the track, they understand the environment. They understand the business nature uh, that's going mm -hmm. on in the paddock at, at a very young age. And I got to say, that's got to be appetizing to a good team. Dave, who do you think would be next on the list? Um, I think we we talked about him before, but uh, Hunter Yaney, um, he's definitely of the age where he has um, he has fifteen time. years old. Yeah, yeah, fifteen years old. He's he's winning currently. Uh, he just needs to get himself over to Europe and um, put himself on the map over there. Yeah, or he could um, mow he could mow uh, uh, Gunter's lawns for a bit in North Carolina. <laughs> he could, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> or trim his hedge. She's not very good at that. Ah, right. Well, there you yeah. go. You see, we found a weakness already. We found. A, we what found what kind of white wine does he like? Uh, <laughs> uh, what about Italian, what about Kyle yes. Kirkwood, guys? We have you know remember? Yeah, you know. Well, two, two Kyle Kirkwood ago, yeah. is a huge talent. Um, uh, he slammed the F three and F four titles when he came through. Much like Dakota Dickerson, who's now gone off to sports cars, but is still eligible, uh, another guy. But Kirkwood, to me, is one of the best talents that America has produced. And now he's gone to the road to Indy and, and, and has started cleaning up there. Um, but he is the classic example of not having the money, uh, a bit like a George Russell. Um, but George has that contract with Mercedes and a hell of a manager. So I, I think Kirkwood is in need of getting into a management situation or, like I said, a funding situation, a conglomerate funding situation. Uh, perhaps Speed City, given the year we've had, I think we could maybe <laughs> back Kirk. That's right. We'll, we'll just fund the fund the car. What do you think? Oh, uh, yeah. Dave can manage it. <laughs> there we go. Les, Les can do all four wheels. I've seen his fitness regime. We've got to find someone. We have to find someone. I know, Dave. Uh, we let's do, do it. Yeah. We have Speed to. City's quest. Find the new F1 world champion from yeah. America. The, the, the good thing is, and Dave will attest to this, and well, all of you can, but you know, when the, when the F4 and F3, uh, when you look down the grid uh, of those, I mean, there was 32 drivers in F4 this year. And interestingly enough, the F3 was won by um, a Dane, um, sorry, a Swede. 
Um, um, but it and, and but it means that the America is worthwhile to come here, and it's good that they're race, 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 racing against the likes of Linus Lundqvist, who's following in the footsteps of a Rosenquist, and so on and so forth. I, I think now that the talent is there, and we, we've now got a proper ladder in both the road to Indy and in F3 and F4 here in the States that will start producing real talent. Well, I want to read a quick quote from Racer Magazine. Uh, Marshall Pruitt did a great article back in September, not too long ago, but he was talking about Colton Herta. And, you know, we we heard Gunther Steiner. That's the only name yeah. that we heard him say for a long time about an American driver. And he said Colton Herta. That was early this year. But he said um, – Colton himself said, "I'd love to give Formula One a crack. I think it would be, it, I think it would have to be mean either being with a top three team, or incentives of, or if I do good enough, getting into a top three team. So being at Alfa Romeo or something like after a year or two, if I good do good enough, and maybe I can move up to a Ferrari or a Red Bull. So, yeah, put it, put him against Max. Yeah, two years. Yeah, you know what? Colton feels like a unflappable enough to go yeah. up against Max, but." Well, guys, we are just about out of time. We got a few seconds left. I just want to touch on a couple of quick stories um, I had in my show doc, and one of those was Grosjean looks serious about IndyCar, and he's uh, looks like that's you know it will uh, we'll see how he feels after today. That's I, for me. That's I mean that that's not that's a career shaker upper today. So. Yep. Uh, we talked I, don't, about, we'll, I don't think we'll see him again for the rest of the year. Yeah, and his teammate Kevin Magnuson is set to race for Chip Ganassi Cadillac. in a Cadillac in IMSA next year. So cool. we'll get to see Magnuson. And, uh, yeah, that'll be fun, too. So, All right, guys, well, we are done. We appreciate everybody. Appreciate you callers calling in. Appreciate everybody sticking with us on this late, uh, de- delayed race day. So we'll, uh, we'll thank you very much, and we'll talk to you next Sunday night. Ciao, y'all. En chance, Romain. Spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.